Welcome to the Five Degrees to Your Future podcast. Shift your course, transform your life, do more of what you love with Dr. Kathy Hunter. Hello and welcome back. It's Dr. Kathy Hunter with the Five Degrees to Your Future podcast. While I am sitting here in rainy Southern California, on my couch recording, I am looking out the window and it is literally pouring outside. And I don't know if anyone's been following our weather, which is usually beautiful. We've had quite a wet winter, kind of a later wet winter this year. And even though I love it, um, it's a little chilly in here. So I'm under a blanket. I turned on the heat and I thought, what a better way to talk about heat and being warm, but to talk about saunas today. (laughs) And I hope you've been in a sauna before. I absolutely love saunas. They are wonderful because they make you feel good, meaning you get warm. I tend to enjoy the warmth versus the cold anyway, so I love anything that gives me warmth and is actually good for me. But I've read a lot of research on saunas maybe over the last year and we have one at my gym and specifically infrared saunas are pretty popular right now and you can have the old school ones usually in Europe or in Sweden and all those uh, countries over there where they use them where they have the old fire and they throw water on the flame on the embers or the burning wood and and produce the heat and those people are pretty darn healthy so I wanted to dive into that because it is very interesting. And what this one article, and this is by Dr. Mercola, you know, one of my favorite doctors out there, the story highlight says men who used a sauna four to seven times a week had a 66% lower risk for dementia and a 65% lower risk for Alzheimer's disease compared to men who used the sauna once a week. It goes on to say sauna use may boost brain health by lowering inflammation and blood pressure, improving vascular function, and enhancing relaxation and well-being. Well, there's a lot to unpack in there, even though both of those things are wonderful for you. And it goes back to inflammation and also heart health and vascular health and inflammation is the killer for everyone. Literally, they used to say stress will kill you and it will, but stress really leads to inflammation and it starts to affect other body parts. So let's dive in. Now, in terms of blood pressure, if you do not maintain a normal blood pressure, it puts tremendous um, stress on your system, specifically your vascular system, and it causes a lot of inflammation. And of course, there are a lot of reasons why blood pressure can be high, and I'm not going to get into that right now per se. But it's interesting with the tie that they're finding now between heart health, vascular health, inflammation, and Alzheimer's and dementia. And that's why this story really hit me with the saunas. And like I said, because I love them as well. (laughs) And this was interesting too. In this article, it says that Alzheimer's disease 
it's the most common form of dementia, is the sixth leading cause of death in the United States. That is insane. Um, you know, of course, there's always heart attack, cancer, uh, things like that. But my goodness gracious, dementia. Now, unfortunately, this time in my life with a lot of my friends who are about the same age, 50s, 60s, they are watching their parents age and they are watching their parents decline. And unfortunately, a lot of them are getting dementia and Alzheimer's, a lot of them. And it's absolutely terrible. And of course, it produces a cascade of effects. One for unfortunately, the person that has dementia or Alzheimer's, because in the beginning, when they know something's not right, and they can't remember things, and they're forgetting simple tasks, it's very, very frustrating to the actual person being afflicted. But people don't really talk about the families that get afflicted. And especially when it's your parents, and they're older, you know, you want to take care of them. And when people really get to later stages of Alzheimer's and dementia, it tends to be very unsafe to even have them at your house. And as we all know, big business now, and because it's filling a niche, are assisted living homes with memory care. And the memory care, they actually have a lockdown. So people who have Alzheimer's and dementia can't leave versus an assisted living or a retirement community where they can freely come and go. So it's a whole unpacking of that in terms of what happens when people get dementia, but it is very much the saddest thing to watch. Now, something I learned when my mother was getting uh, on in age and she was getting more ill, and I think I've said before, she had a uh, liver problems. In fact, her liver was shutting down. It was completely cirrhotic, meaning that the tissue was becoming hardened and the blood flow was not able to go in to the liver. So when she found that out, she actually lived three years later, I guess the magic of modern medicine. I can't say it was a painless three years, but there was a certain medicine she could take to help her offset uh, the high levels of nitrogen she would get in her body because the liver couldn't uh, process it and get it out and that's very toxic. Anyway, why I brought it up is I heard this concept of vascular dimension, dementia excuse me, around that time. And with my mother, I didn't know if she was kind of playing kind of um, like she didn't know what was going on and, you know, not to rip on my mother, RIP Gladys, I miss you very much and I love you. But she, when she didn't understand something or she didn't want to do something, she was very, very stubborn and very funny. She would almost pretend like she had never been out of the house before. When she was a very accomplished woman, she took care of my brother and I after my father died. She was the sole breadwinner and we had a roof over her head, were really wanting for, for nothing in terms of the basics and then some, but she would get kind of, um, she would pretend she was dumb and that's horrible to say. But what I learned with the vascular dementia is that possibly some of that toward the end of what was going on with her was due to what was going on with her liver and circulation and blood flow. So what does this mean? It means that the brain isn't getting proper blood flow and oxygen. So then right around that same time, I also had a patient uh, with her husband, unfortunately, uh, 
he got diagnosed with vascular dementia. And I was like, well, explain how he has vascular dementia. And it was because he had uh, a very bad heart. And I don't remember if he had COPD or uh, I know he had several heart attacks, but the circulation and the vascular component to his body and of course his brain was being compromised. So in essence, it's like you're having all those diagnoses of um, uh, vascular dementia coming on where if you didn't know the person and they started to act like that, they are exhibiting symptoms of dementia and Alzheimer's, but it's not coming from the typical where the brain starts to dysfunction directly, if you see what I mean. So in other words, that opened my mind to, oh my gosh, there are a lot of ways to get dementia (laughs) and Alzheimer's. Oh boy, we got to prepare for all of them. So I'm reading this other article. It says vascular dementia can also result from other conditions that damage blood vessels and reduce circulation, depriving your brain of vital oxygen and nutrients. So things like diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking, that all put you at higher risk for dementia. And this is why for vascular dementia. And then also, like I said, with my mom, with her liver being pretty much dead and the circulation circulation not being uh, adequate, that also, I really believe now she was getting a little bit of vascular dementia, not just her cute little, I don't know, I've never been outside before and I've never worked or (laughs) done anything in the world. So I know we've kind of got around the horn here, but let's go back to the saunas. So it's interesting. And if you think about it, you know, when you're in heat, your blood vessels tend to open up. Um... And that's a good thing. Um, So really the saunas make sense. Why if just, if we looked at just opening up the blood vessels and allowing the blood to move more freely, that can increase your circulation, which would be good uh, to decrease Alzheimer's dementia because of the vascular component. And then also for other things. So the average length of each sauna was about 15 minutes. That's talking about the men Uh, who were using the um, saunas for um, health and they saw those lower risk about 66% less. And like I said, saunas help lower inflammation, they help lower blood pressure, they improve vascular function and that relaxation and well-being. And that's the other thing too. Not everyone who is super stressed out and crazy all the time gets dementia, right? But it's all back to what we talk about all the time, trying to mitigate our damages, trying to do the best we can in our everyday life so that we can age gracefully, we can age Uh, healthfully and not get some of these afflictions because like we said dementia and uh, Alzheimer is no joke and when people really get that it is very very sad for them and for their families Um, and if you are with someone you love that's suffering from that or you know of someone my heart does go out to you because it is it is really bad Um, other thing they brought up in this article It said frequent sauna bathing was associated with a reduced risk of sudden cardiac death, fatal coronary heart disease, and fatal cardiovascular disease. These findings remained stable even when confounding factors such as smoking, 
blood pressure and triglyceride levels were factored in. So interesting, these people were even doing the bad stuff. (laughs) And then literally, uh, they were still getting the positive uh, benefits of the sauna in terms of what we're talking about, lowering your your heart risk and increasing your um, circulation and decreasing inflammation. So interesting. And I know when I first heard about saunas, it was a lot about detoxification. You know, you're sweating and your body is um, getting rid of all the junk, you know, and when you're sweat, your body tends to do that. It tends to get all the toxins and push them out of the body. And one vehicle to do that is sweat. So I've always kind of known that. Um, and obviously when you're in a sauna, you're going to have increased sweating. And, you know, a lot of people too don't sweat much on a regular basis. And I always find that very interesting because I am the opposite. If I get hot, I will sweat. And definitely when I work out, I will get, I will get very, very sweaty. Um, so this helps them with that, which is amazing because, if they can't sweat in normal life, they're not having an opportunity to detox and get rid of those things, uh, all the heavy metals, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm reading this article. So they're saying uh, an important route of detoxification with the sweating includes helping to to excrete toxic metals like arsenic, lead, and mercury. And even if you don't know all about those, just on the surface, we all know those are not good for you. Um, so this one article did say sweating with heat and or exercise has been viewed throughout the ages by groups worldwide as cleansing. Sweating offers potential and deserves consideration to assist with the removal of toxic, uh, elements from the body. So if you haven't tried a sauna, I think you should. (laughs) Um, like I said, we have one at at my gym. I'm going to definitely use it more, but if you can, number one, feel good, feel warm. Number two, relax right there. I love it. Um, Have a better well-being, a better outlook. Two, reduce your inflammation, reduce your risk of heart disease, uh, circulatory problems. And the big one, like we brought up today, boost your brain health, allow the body to get all those oxygen and nutrients to the brain so it can work at its proper level and maintaining that level and reduce your risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. Now, again, this is just one part, but that really great part of this research is the people who didn't even do their regular life the right way and smoked and did all this other stuff, they were getting those added benefits with the sauna. So try it. Check out your gym if you've got one there. You know, give it a try. Of course, always be safe. Always um, make sure people know you're going in there. Uh, Don't go for long periods of time. And you can definitely check online and also with your gym or if you bought a sauna with the manufacturing uh, guidelines to see what you should do. But I love it. So this definitely inspired me to go in the sauna more. And I hope it inspires you too, because hey, we're going to be here for a long time and we want to be healthy. So I hope you enjoyed this today. Stay warm, stay dry. And until next time, take care. Thank you so much for listening to the 5 Degrees to Your Future podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a future episode. And please leave a rating for the podcast as well. You can follow Dr. Kathy Hunter on Instagram at Kathy Hunter Glover. And until next time, enjoy the journey.